are joined by a guy who gives us time every time there is a major or minor weather occurrence in Tampa Bay. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you once again, Chief Meteorologist from Fox 13, Mr. Paul Delegato. Paul, thanks as always for the time, my man. My, my pleasure. This is one of those things where you, where you really don't want to talk to me for like five straight years. You never want to hear my voice. Uh, let, let me rephrase that. I would like to talk to you, but under different circumstances different than circumstances. a storm bearing down upon Florida. Does that make better sense? You need a call on those occasional uh, mostly sunny and 65-degree days we get for, for one day in the winter. Can we pencil that yeah. in now? First cold front sure. of the year. Can we have Paul on? Yeah. <laughs> First minor chilly snap yeah. that we get. All right, so let's talk what everybody's talking about right now, which is Dorian strengthened into a hurricane near the U.S. Virgin Islands. Tell us what we need to know, Paul. Well, here, here's the deal. Um, you've, you've got a storm now that's going to intensify as it kind of bypasses Puerto Rico. Actually, you know, it kind of looks like it's going to stay, you know, mainly east of, of that island, which is good. And, and then the problem uh, as you move through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, is that it's going to move in the Atlantic you know, near the Bahamas. And what we were hoping for would happen, that there'd be kind of like a little escape route where the storm could turn north or northeast and kind of move out to sea, which a lot of storms in this position do. The problem is, is that there's just a big high, a big ridge off the Carolina coast that is going to shut that escape route down and may force a storm almost due west. And if a storm goes due west from that point, uh, it kind of has nowhere to go, but kind of into our state or, you know, maybe the Carolinas, but mostly into our state so that's that's the problem is is a storm it, it could be forced west and and west is us so that's that's the issue with with dorian gotcha john sending something for paul delegato from fox 13 uh yes paul as you know i've been studying models all morning long so it seemed like yeah. yesterday there was some change in in certain tracks that they were they were thinking possibly more north with that ridge building and then i just saw a little bit ago the newest uh one of the newer models having it you know more into central florida just with your gut feeling and i know it's too early to tell do you see this you know get being able to sneak up into georgia or the carolinas or is, is this going to be an issue well, for I, florida i think the light you know the likelihood is is as we kind of get closer to the event usually you know your your um your forecasting accuracy starts rising because you're getting closer to the the event happening uh the last couple of runs have been moving into the east coast of our state and what we try to avoid doing here is what we call like a windshield wiper effect where one run is say Miami and the next run is Jacksonville, and you go, oh, it's going to go Jacksonville. The next run is back to West Palm. And you go, oh, West Palm, and it goes back up to Savannah. So you, you try to kind of even out those bounces back and forth, and eventually the bounces kind of go away, and you kind of just you kind of believe in a in a certain track. And as we get closer to say Friday and Saturday, you know that confidence is is going to go up. What's interesting, uh, you may not find it interesting. I, I kind of find it interesting is that. Going back to 1851, there's never been a, a major hurricane that's made landfall on our east coast north of Stewart, Florida. Going back to 1851, every major hurricane that's made landfalls happened south of Stewart, which is, of course, like Miami, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and, and those places. So it's it, the favorite spot for landfalls uh, on the east coast is primarily south Florida and not, not north Florida. 
It's very interesting. That's a long time since it's been uh, north 18, of... 1851 has never been a major hurricane, cat three or higher, that we know of, and we, we know them all, that, that has made landfall north of Stewart. You know what Stewart is. We definitely do. We're speaking with Paul Delegato, Chief Meteorologist from Fox 13. Uh, yeah, so, Paul, hypothetically, if this thing, I know there's been discussion and debate on whether it will cross over Florida. So as far as we're concerned locally here, if a uh, if a Cat 3, per se, does cross, uh, you know, across the state over into the Tampa Bay area, what does that look like for us? Well, I, I think what we need to think back on is the last time, you know, that's really happened for us is, is Gene back in 2004. can't believe that's been 15 years now. Mm. And, you know, we don't talk about storm surge flooding per se with storms that make landfall on the East Coast. However, um, you know, a storm, let's let's just throw this out. Let's say the storm makes landfall in Vero or Port St. Lucie or, or Melbourne. Um, it'll stay intact, and you can we can have significant wind and rain events all the way to the West Coast. Uh, we just don't get the storm surge flooding. So uh, a lot of it is going to be the angle. Uh, it'll be how, how far out the hurricane force winds extend. Um, it, it really is going to be the angle of attack, if you will, of how it moves across central Florida. That'll make a, a, in 30 miles will make a big difference. So think back to Gene. Think back to Francis and those storms back in 2004 with, with no picnic, and, and they were storms that made landfall on the East Coast and moved out and then eventually got into the Gulf of Mexico. Are we looking at flooding being the major issue here in Tampa Bay no matter what because we're so soggy right now, we've been slogged by rain, and I uh, can't help but think that the, the biggest problem we're going to see is uh, flooded roadways, Paul. I, I think that's a great point. I, I think, um, and the storm doesn't look like it's going to move that fast. So I think it'll be two, two, two problems would be wind, obviously. And then if we get another five to 10 inches of rain, um, then we got some big issues here. It's been a very wet summer. Um, I, I just think today's Wednesday, you know, we're talking potential landfall sometime Sunday and Monday. And I, I tell you, I've learned from experience when you talk about this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And you're talking about it four days ahead of the event. I can guarantee you that sometime between now and Sunday, something will change, whether it's how strong we think it is or the exact track. But rarely does something follow exactly what you think it's going to do four days away. So we still have some twists and turns between now, Sunday, between now and, say, Labor Day. We're speaking with Chief Meteorologist Paul Delegato from Fox 13 about Dorian bearing down on us now a hurricane. Uh, Paul, last year we saw Hurricane Michael, which seemed to kind of go beyond uh, the intensity that was at least predicted initially. When you see that this hurricane could be hitting the other side of the Bahamas in a lot of open, most likely warm water, do you have concerns about a, a rapid intensification scenario where this hurricane ends up being maybe stronger than, than anybody's predicting at the moment? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I mean, it looks like the core of the storm is going to miss Puerto Rico, so we're not talking about any landfall interactions. Even if it did hit Puerto Rico, there's so much warm water. There's a little bit of shear over the Bahamas, but, I, you know, I think the environment is certainly set that this could make landfall somewhere on our East Coast. And we we all know the development we've seen in our state, especially going back the past five or 10 years along our coastline. So if you were, you know, you talk about a major hurricane that could make landfall, say West Palm, I'm just throwing places out, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, uh, Vero, um, you know, you're talking about a major, major event here. So what we're doing right now is honest and trying to find a way to think that's not going to happen when I'm, when I'm looking at some of these models. 
uh, not to add levity to a very grave and serious situation, but let's suppose there's someone listening out there who has their finger on a nuclear button and they're thinking <laughs> that a nuclear bomb would be a good way to defuse this hurricane. Can you speak to the veracity of the theory that a nuclear bomb could take care of this problem for us? All, all that the nuclear bomb uh, would ultimately do is is make it a um, is make it uh, a hurricane that's radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've seen one of those uh, in Florida since 1850 yeah. when one you came ashore. See, you don't want to see your your hurricane glowing green. That's, um, that's a good sci-fi you know, movie. There's, there's there's no science that would ever allow a. Um, just the fallout, just just forgetting about the fallout, when you look at the physics of the, if you just look at it as the amount of energy that a major hurricane puts out at a given moment, um, exploding a nuclear bomb is not going to go poof and make the hurricane just disappear. There's, there's just so much energy that's beyond comprehension. We're talking about a storm that usually is hundreds of miles across that would be able to certainly regenerate itself in no time and all you've done is make a nuclear mess that will follow along with the storm and, and ultimately there may be more more problems from the nuclear fallout than there would be from the hurricane itself. We're speaking with Paul Delegato about Dorian becoming a hurricane, possibly making landfall near the east coast of Florida somewhere. Obviously we're a couple of days out Anything can happen. The best advice, it's the same old tired rhetoric, get water, get prepared, all that. But what, what, what else can you give us in the way of insight, Paul? I, just, I mean, it's, it's Wednesday, and, um, you know, if you need to get water, if you need to get – you know, what I think kind of helps, too, is, is take some water bottles. This is basic stuff. Take some water bottles, put them in the freezer, and, and that you can use that in a cooler to keep things uh, – it's just great to have frozen – bottles of whatever water it is, Zephyr Hills, Publix, whatever it is, and you can use those to cool things along the way. Now, that's the easiest advice, but just try to avoid, you know, being at the store on a Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock and go, oh, boy, i got to deal with this little this stuff. So it's, it's easier to do stuff now than do it 12 hours before a storm is coming our way. And finally, before we let you go, we are going to, obviously, we're live and local here on 102.5 The Bone, and I'm making myself available this weekend in case I need to come in and tell people where, what do you think the biggest need is going to be this weekend? Like, what's the day and what's the time when you think I'm going to need my, to make myself available to let people know where roads are closed and stuff like that? Are we going to, are we talking like Sunday sometime, Monday sometime? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks like Sunday night. It looks like it could be called, you know, the, the Labor Day hurricane of 2019. I mean, it looks like Labor Day would be the day. Um, some models have it on the East Coast Sunday night. Some are early Monday. But obviously, the, you know, the, 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 the angst is around. So, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of holiday weekend plans, and I've got all kinds of calls. I mean, people are worried about football games in, in Jacksonville. And the whole, the whole thing's about events over the weekend. It's It's – it's as much as the threat of the weather coming that will cancel events as it is what the weather is occurring at the time of the event. Because, you know, you have, you have public officials that have to prepare and you have to get the state ready. You're moving people around and you can't be having football games, per se, knowing that a hurricane is, is down the road in two days. So a lot of that stuff I've been messaged so much about the past couple of days. It's not that the weather could be bad. It's, what, it's what's coming in the day, uh, day, days ahead. 
Gotcha. Uh, one more question, John Sennon, quickly because he's got a four o'clock. Sorry, yeah, I know. I've got so many. I could talk okay. to you all day, Paul. Uh, there, there seems to be a rise in uh, amateur meteorologists. A lot of uh, you know models being spread. Do you kind of frown da- frown upon that, or do you think that any sort of awareness towards a storm coming uh, is is good? Well, I, I tell you, when, it, when we talk about these models, they're available everywhere now. I I, I just posted um, an animation of the the European model on my Facebook page. And even I hate to do it, and the reason is is I think people see it and they say that's what's going to happen or, 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 or this is how it's going to play out when there's so much more to forecasting hurricanes than looking at a specific model per se. It's complicated, and I, I, I do my best to just kind of avoid posting individual model runs because it's one run, and it could change tonight at 5 o'clock or tomorrow at, at this time. But um, it's it just it's it just goes to sh- it just goes as an illustration of the amount of data that is available uh, on on a PC now on the internet. I mean, you can find really the same data that I use every day coming to work, and and there are people that just know where to click, and before you know it, they're putting out forecasts on their own. Gotcha, Paul Delegato. Thank you. Check him out on Fox 13. He's going to be there uh, four to seven, and then uh, all throughout the weekend. And I I hope that uh, we can find some time both when the weather is nicer and maybe later on this week to speak with yeah. you. You're always great, Paul. And let's, and let's hope that maybe tomorrow at this time we're saying, can you believe it? That <laughs> our bridge was, was weaker and now it's now it's heading out to sea. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's take it one step at a time and, and hopefully um, we'll have some positive news in the future. Sounds good. Be well. All right. Okay. Thanks Paul. Thanks. Appreciate you. Yep. What a guy. Paul's the man. How what a guy. I, I really gotta gotta take him up on that. Uh, take your uh, that guy to work day that you know we talked about once. Yeah, I, I think he probably forgot about that. Well, take, you know, take man, that guy to work day. Well, I was trying to come up with a with a with a fun name for it, but you know, where I could tag along and you know he'd be like a mentor to me. I mean, honestly, I think he would do it. He's he's very giving. He's a great guy, and he's a weather authority. So uh, watch Fox 13. We'll partner up with those guys and tell you everything we need to know. Some dude said, "Weren't you on all night during Irma?" No, I don't think I was. I got here in the morning, the morning after the devastation. Yeah, that's how I remember it, because I know I was out of town. I actually went to the eye of the storm, and when I woke up the next day, I was locked in by trees and stuff, and I remember getting a call that you were on your way here. So right. I think you got like through the wreckage and you know just the sheer mayhem. You forged a path across the bridge to make it here to uh, ultimately save the people at Tampa Bay. You might be overstating eh. my accomplishments, eh. but I do appreciate it. Drew Grab alive. Hello. Hello. Hi, who are you? Hi, this is Dr. John. Hey, Dr. John, what's up? Oh, not much. I had a comment about your uh, DEA opioid issue, if you have a minute. Oh, yeah. No, we've uh, we've moved on from that, Dr. John, but I appreciate it very much. I, I mentioned the DEA, though. Well, sure. Well, ultimately, I think the DEA is ultimately responsible Ooh. for the whole opioid crisis. They that, control all of the prescriptions. Huh. All right. Cool. Let's blame. I, I'm fine blaming. Yeah, the yeah. Whoever. Yeah, the, the the government. Let's blame them. Blame Canada. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. There's another crash on the Franklin Bridge on the Pinellas side. This one's a rollover crash, no. and this one's southbound. No serious injuries recorded, but there's a car on its frigging roof. Man, here. So uh, I've I've been thinking about this new plan, and I know that a lot of people, especially the the people that want to save the whales and the dolphins, are going to have a problem. So we'll remove the dolphins and all the sea life. But I'm starting a new petition to pave the bay, where everything that's in the Bay Area between here and and uh, Tampa, yeah. like all around the the Howard Franklin to the Gandy, that'll just all be paved. 32 lane highway, clear sailing every single day. I mean, who needs the beautiful view of Tampa Bay with the uh, dolphins jumping? I mean, I we it's it's nice, but I, I mean at this point, I think. 
think it's safe to say the bridge is becoming more of a hassle than it is a help. No question about it. What are you firing up in those joints? Oh, well, I have to tell you, I we can dig into who all is getting sued and brought down by uh, by the uh, for the opioid addiction, as well as there is a good gesture that took place between a Chick-fil-A worker and a Popeye's employee that will warm your heart and show you that the world didn't end in 2012. I'll tell you what happened next. That and your chance to win next Big Thing tickets as well as an acoustic evening with Modest Yahoo Saturday, November 2nd, next on John's Joints.